Try the new fragrance DC10 Sport 100ml by Dan Carter. Exclusive to Chemist Warehouse for just $49.99. Yeah, wherever this you might be. House of Ats. It is the House of Ass. I'm so excited. I've false started, but as you can do now in athletics, I'm going to put a protest in, which means I can still do the show. All thanks to Chemist Warehouse right across the nation, right across the world, and smack bang in the middle of the World Championships. Jay Steph, Jay Blaze, Al Stefo, whatever they call you, over in Budapest or London, wherever we find you. How you doing, my man? What's going on, Cam? I like to call myself Les Steph since about years. <laughs> Les Steph. You know, but no, it's been sensational, Cameron, man. It's great to be back on the radio show this weekend. Uh, it seems so surreal that we talked about this for so long, mm. um, about the World Championships out in Budapest, Hungary, and to see the results and the performances in the stadium and this everything that's been going, all the drama that's been happening Ooh. at World Championships, uh, it's been uh, it's been fantastic. Uh, now, before we get into what's been going on, of course, our favourite, you come on this show, you perform at the highest level. Nina Kennedy is a world champion. We'll get to that shortly. <laughs> and everything that's happening, not just with the Australians, but everyone else in this wonderful world championships. Hey, how's the stadium? It looks amazing. Middle of the night here for, for finals, and I've had to really roll into a couple of different things, bleary-eyed because of it, but it looks great. It looks absolutely mint on the it's TV. A, it's sensational, Cameron. I mean, uh, I, I think I think they put a person, uh, the LOC out here, always had... Um, they understand this this stadium will be designed around a track where most stadiums are designed around a football field mm. uh, and then they put a track in it. So um, when you're in there, when you're in the stadium, just it's really a really nice amphitheater. And um, it's been awesome because the people of uh, of Hungary and the people of Europe and Budapest and really around the world have all, all sent it in and come to Budapest to watch these uh, games. And they've been packed out every night. Every session has been completely packed out. So uh, as an athlete, that's sensational because, you know, you are, you are, you have the support of the fans. Um, as a fan, you love it because there's the energy from the crowd and these athletes have performed and given us things to cheer and to be super excited about. Um, I, I will say this, you know, um, the weather is what's really, um, really kind of shocked me out here, Cam, because I really didn't think it was going to be as hot. They had a record hot day yesterday with that shift of 5,000 meters to the afternoon. Um, and, 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 and that was, I really, I really, really thought that um, the the weather would be on the opposite side, which would be quite cold or quite cooler conditions. Um, but in saying that, the performance have been red hot, and uh, and I, I like I like the heat. So uh, it's you been do. a win win for me. All right, let's get into it. We'll start with Nina Kennedy because she's now a world champion. She shared it with Katie Moon. Wonderful, interesting couple of days as well. She was on the record of suggesting that the pole vault run up was a little downhill. Hence why there was so many great performances in qualifying. Then she stood up and she joined us on this show a little while ago, Jay Steph, and, and she said, and we spoke about the fact that after the Diamond League win last year and her continually standing up in big major championships, has she got a little bullseye on the back? Is there a little bit of gunning for her? Well, if there was, she handled it, and her and Katie Moon split the world championship gold medal in the pole vault. What'd you make of it? Tina Kennedy, um, I mean, what more can be said about mm. this young lady? Uh, I remember when she started as a young junior, young 16-year-old girl, and um, she's worked her way all the way to being world champion, Cam. Um, to watch it last night, I, I, I 
I, 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 it was it was like such a, a surreal feeling to to see her vying for the gold medal. Um, this is not a surprise to those that are um, within the athletic community on her talent, and it's not a surprise to knowing who she was coached by, mm-hmm. who is she and who is she coached by um, in the great Paul Burgess, and um, to know his passion, what he's done with Curtis Marshall as well as Nina Kennedy, and and himself, he was a former great six meter jumper um, himself. Um, it all made sense um, to see it finally come into fruition and to see it, to see it jump as well as she did and to handle it with such confidence, to handle like a professional um, and, and to stay in the moment, which is so important. These championships you're staying emotionally in the moment. Um, it's not just physically going over and jumping over a bar and, and, uh, and watching her do that process. Um, I did not think she would clear uh, uh, four ninety five after she cleared four ninety. Yeah. Um, because the relief, the relief that she showed, um, I kind of felt, uh oh, uh, Katie Moon has, has the ability to mm-hmm. clear over four ninety five. Um, so to see Katie not clear that distance um, was a huge relief for myself, um, and to see them then agree um, upon. Uh, sharing the gold medal is even greater relief because I think they both deserve to be world champions. Um, now, if I was the meat promoter, yes. I would want them to jump off. So, <laughs> Selfishly, I would say, I want you to jump off like in golf. Mm-hmm. I want you to go play a playoff hole. But let me tell you the reason why this is fantastic for both girls. As athletes, they made the right decision because they both get to share the prize money of, of, of winning a gold medal. I'm sure in their contracts, their bonus is about being world champions. So again, so fiscally, these girls are really going to be rewarded. And I think how it played out, I think it's fantastic that both they've both been standout jumpers throughout the year. And there's very, very little uh, moments in time where you can have such a huge moment like this where you get to both share it. It's like going to the World Cup soccer and, and to say, you know what, you guys, both you both countries being fantastic we're both gonna walk away being you know world champions so i think i think it's it's it, it was the right decision for the athletes and, I, and i'm happy for Nina. i think it's a new thing in world athletics we seen it a couple of years ago in the men's high jump at tokyo and that really kick-started this whole camaraderie thing of which athletes have spoken to us about on this show about what covid gave them a little bit in different tournaments in different major championships like the Olympics. It was pretty much just the athletes all sort of bunkered in together outside of some very minimal support staff. So I feel that the closeness and the tight-knit communities are leading to this, and we'll see more and more of it. And it will be very interesting if at some point, some point an athlete says no, because we haven't seen it yet. Now, it's only happened twice, and both times absolutely everyone agreed and patted them on the back and applauded it, and for the reasons you just pointed out. But at some point, one athlete will say, "No, no, 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 no." Well, well, Cam, well, Cam, I think, I think you got to look at the event, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in pole vault, it, 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 historically, these athletes become friends because they spend so yeah. much time out there um, throughout the season. The pole vault sometimes can go for two, two, three hours, mm-hmm. right? So um, when you're out there for so long, it's hard to carry a grudge, and you find that with the decathlon yep. and the heptath- athletes as well. It's we get all the animosity and the angst. He's in the sprinters, mate. That that that's but, where that's where you, that's no, where you see. There's no runoffs. There's no one. Uh, we'll share it. We're running off, champions. So, so We're the, taking this. But the win. thing will be that then, Johnny Steph. So there's no. What you just alluded to is just simply field events, right? Because they are out there for a long period of time, and in the end of it, you are emotionally spent. Like you can spend three, four hours out there. Nina Kennedy looked emotionally spent. Uh, and a lot of a lot of athletes do the moment you clear beat a BP a BP or a, or a season best or a, 
you're in the medals or whatever it might be. It's very hard to then try and fight through some type of extra jump off or extra time. It, it'll it'll happen at some point. I, I don't know. It'll be great for the sport or be incredibly great for the sport. I really don't know, but uh, I like it how it's happened in this particular tournament, mainly because as Australians, we're happy that Nina Kennedy's a uh, a world champion. But it will be interesting to see if the organisers, because the, the and the broadcasters as well, Johnny would prefer them to jump off because the drama and intrigue attached to something like that. They don't really, I'm not saying they don't care about the athlete because that's way too harsh, but they would absolutely put the numbers and the gripping television in front of the feelings and the thoughts of the athletes who made the decision. Be interesting though. I do like it. Yeah, no, I I definitely Mm. think, no, I, I, I definitely think, um, as a, like I said, as a meat organizer, as someone that likes the drama in sport, uh, I, I, I reckon it'd be really interesting chats going on post this world championships, <laughs> yes. whether the, the powers that be say for TV, for us and for the, for this, for the, the, the emotion of what we're trying to create in trying to create an entertainment product. Yep. Um, we need to put a rule that there's no, no more, we're yeah. going to share things. So, uh, and especially with it, but like you said earlier before, um, when you're out there competing um, in the pole vault and long jump, uh, you got to understand for these athletes, say Nina had, I think, seven jumps last night mm. and every jump, she's got to build herself up emotionally to to jump her very best, mm-hmm. to te- both technically, emotionally, physically. She has, to, she has to do that seven times, right? Now, yes, that is what she's paid for. That is her profession. I understand that. But this, there is, there is a, a, a fuel tank with how many times you can do this. So that's why you see jumpers miss heights and they move on to a higher height. They take the time with into the competition because I understand they might only have seven strong jumps in them or six strong jumps in them. So you know, you not, you might not see the very best of these jumpers if they do play off because they're not going to clear. If they didn't clear. Five, 95 the first few three times they had to do it it's obviously that they're, they're spent they're mm-hmm. gassed so they can only clear so the winner might win the height at 580 you know so are they the really the true winner or are they just the fittest right so because you it's the highest that should win right should be so um yeah it's, it's really it's really interesting i think we should focus on on how great nina was that yes. australia as a world champion well, uh, we've got a rich history in the pole vault uh cameron when you're talking dimitri markov you're talking uh, Steve Hooker um, and now uh, the one and only Nina Kennedy um, being world champion uh, gold medalist. And I want to give a special shout out to our, to our boy, Mario Tisconi, yes. who, um, who backed this. It was for me, I don't not, not the saying this because chemist warehouse is a partner um, in, in doing this radio show, but I want to explain on when I'm at this world championship, I speak to a lot of athletes, both current and former and, um, you know, out there to, to be a, to be an athlete in track and field is, is a costly one. And it's, it's, they're finding it very hard to make ends meet. When you have partners that come in like Puma and like Chemist Warehouse and seeing our uniform and seeing our athletes compete in that, in that green and gold and seeing Nina have a moment, I got a beautiful text from him last night just saying, we did it, baby. And it, and it, and it's, it's Chemist Warehouse 
Chemist Warehouse, they sponsor so many people, so many, so many organizations in this country, and it's their first world champion. Yeah. You know, so um, you know, athletics did athletics did that. So um, um, well, I mean, I'm super proud, and 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 I'm sure you know everybody in Australia is super proud of of Nina, and and it's just it's fantastic because it inspires tomorrow's leaders and tomorrow's champions. Now you mentioned Steve Hooker. The, the fact is that he, he was the world champion. He was the Olympic champion. He was the Commonwealth Games champion. He was the man who everyone was gunning for. And now that person is Nina Kennedy. He handled it so particularly well in major championships. And the fact she has stood up and done what she has done here proves that she's going to be able to handle it. And now it's all about an Olympic Games in Paris in less than 12 months' time. When well, Nina I'll tell Kennedy, you this. 100%, 100%, Cam. Mm. But let me tell you this. Let me tell you this, my brother, that – you know, what's very funny is we talk about Steve Hooker. Steve, Steve Hooker moved to Perth because of Paul Burgess. Paul Burgess is Nina Kennedy's coach. And and you see this six degrees of separation here. And Steve Hooker became, you know, Diddy's thing. We all know Olympic world and Commonwealth champion. Um, and, you know, but I, I see the common denominator here is, you know, Paul Burgess is really the first dude to jump six meters multiple times and, and, and sort of break that barrier down and really inspire Paul Volt in this country. Besides you, Dmitry Markov, you Victor Chistakov, you Tatiana Grigorieva, um, you Alana Boyd, you know, uh, this guy, Paul, was kind of the really guy that really broke the international. That, hey, man, I'm an Aussie kid from Perth, WA, that, that used to compete for uh, Inglewood Little Athletics Club. Um, and now is, you know, now now he's a coach of a world champion. Um, fantastic story. And if you, and one day, man, we'll get Paul onto the show. We will. His story of what he went through post-career is crazy. He's absolutely crazy. So um, I was so happy for him. I had to give him a special shout out and mention because I think it's these unsung heroes behind the scenes that get these athletes here as well and dedicate as much time to these to, the, to that gold medal as what Nina did. So I'm um, very, very happy for Team Burgess and very happy for Nina Kennedy and everybody out there at WACE and, um, and, uh, and, and, and Athletes Australia. Love it. Hey, as we go to the break, Nina Kennedy, of course, spoke after she became world champion. A little bit of that and also a little bit of Nina when she joined us on this particular show. Have a listen to this. We do it all thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Kennedy for a national record to put the pressure on. Yes! Oh, yes! Oh, yes! We may well have just seen the gold medal winning vault. She's the Olympic champion. She's the world champion. Is she about to relinquish one of these crowns? Oh, no, she's not. There's a lot of nodding and smiling going on. It's Is it? They're having the conversation. I think they're deciding potentially if they're just too tired to carry on. It is. It's it happening. Is. It's a fitting end to a wonderful, wonderful competition. Nina Kennedy will be on the back pages of all the newspapers in Australia tomorrow. Nina, this was just such a, a spectacle tonight, uh, a, a fantastic advert for sport. What was it like to be right in the middle of this drama? It was super crazy. I didn't realise the whole kind of stadium was watching every single jump. I felt like every single eyeball on me tonight, which I've never really felt in a competition before, but it was amazing. Katie rose to the occasion, I rose to the occasion, and we had a really good battle out there. And to go home with the gold medal, what does that mean to you? Oh my goodness, it's it's honestly a dream come true. I, you know, I knew I could get on the podium. You know, a miracle would have been gold. So yeah, I think a miracle happened tonight. <laughs> and now, as you look ahead, this must just put your appetite for the Olympic Games through the roof. 
Oh my gosh, yes. You know, Wilma jumped incredible. Tina, who came fourth, jumped incredible. Everyone jumped amazing. So I think the, um, the Olympic final next year is going to be red hot. <laughs> we haven't really started to, to let it sink in, but world champion. How do you feel? Oh, I don't know. Seriously. Coming up the mix zone, I cramped in every single muscle in my lower limb. So I am honestly exhausted. It was one of the biggest competitions I've ever done. Katie felt exactly the same. So we were kind of like looking at each other. We were like, let's share this. We're so tired. So, yeah. So you go to heights that you've never touched before. Obviously, you've, you've broken the national record. You yeah. get to 90. What's going through your head? Is there a lot going through your head? What sort of things do you have to continue to tell yourself that you belong in that moment and you're ready for that moment? Um, you know, I, ju- I jumped the national record, you know, two or three years ago now. So I've known I've had 90 in me for a while and I knew it was going to take 90 to win tonight. So, you know, I've been mentally preparing for so long, like I'm going to have to jump 90. And honestly, every single piece of the puzzle came together tonight. Um, yeah. You have a, uh, an incredible support group behind you. You're a very much loved figure in Australia. The messages have gone ridiculous. Nino, is there anyone in particular that with this sort of moment really dawns on you? How significant it is? God. Seriously, just like everyone, like in my corner, like. <laughs> yeah, you guys like know who you are, like. All my support staff, all my friends, all my family, my boyfriend, like, yeah, I'm just, like, this, I wish I could, like, cut it into, like, a thousand pieces and, like, give it to everyone, yeah. The whole country's incredibly proud, man. Thank you. Thank you. Have you got anything else? Yeah, far away. Because Nina's been a champion as a champion junior all up to see Absolutely. Is there anything you would change to a young 16-year-old Nina? to what you know now as a professional athlete? Is there anything you'd tell yourself or do differently that you've done over the last 10 years? Like, I don't want to be like, I don't regret anything because, like, <laughs> it's a yeah. little... No, of, like, course you don't. of course you you feel, you know, everything's catapulted you to, where, to be where you are now. But I'm sure yeah. there's a couple of things you're like, if I had known this, I would have done yeah. this. I guess, I guess over the last few years, I've really just learned to believe in myself and my abilities and figuring out why I do the sport, you know, and I wish I kind of just learned that a little bit earlier and just to like believe in myself, you know, like as a young woman, like coming up in any sport, like it's so hard, like Mm. the self-doubt, the self-criticism, like it's pretty real. So I think just being like, it's okay. Like you do you and like, you're going to be okay. So like, go girl. So I guess just that. Try the new fragrance, DC 10 Sport 100ml by Dan Carter. Exclusive to Chemist Warehouse for just $49.99. This is the House of Aths. Chemist Warehouse, see, we've got a new stinger to roll us in, all thanks to Chemist Warehouse, and I keep false starting, but uh, these things will happen. We'll work through this together. <laughs> Jay Steph in the house, Cam Luke, World Championships on. We've got medals. We've got medals, a gold for Nina Kennedy, but we actually got a medal nice and early, Jay Steezy, in the war. Did, did you see this one coming with uh, Jemima Montag? Jemima Montag, let me tell you a little, quick little story. Hit me. Um, I, I remember watching Jemima train uh, with her coach, Brett Valence, out in 2019 in, in Varese, which is the uh, uh, the training, AIS training performance center out in Italy. And um, 
to see how hard this 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 uh, Jemima trained and a dedication, a focus, and a self belief, and how much effort Brett Valance put into making sure um, she performed at her best. I mean, Brett Valance was a coach of Jared Talent, who we know how, how great he was in yeah. in the walks. Um, and um, and I remember uh, going and watching it at the walk in Doha, and I really got captivated by by her tenacity, uh, self belief, and a hunger to try and win. And and she 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 got in the top ten. Um, at that games and she stayed focused and again similar to Nina Kennedy um, it was only a matter of time uh, Cam uh, to watch her her grit um, every time uh, the gap opened she tried to close it she wanted that gold medal um, and for her to walk away uh, with some hardware it's deserved uh, it's fantastic. It's it's absolutely great for a team, and again, it's great for Australia. I know I I sound like a proud dad and proud mom here, so I, please forgive me, listeners, because I just know how I just know how hard these medals are to come by, and it doesn't matter, you know, what event, when, and how. Um, to be able to walk away against the the world's best with some hardware is absolutely sensational, man. And and um and 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 it was it was a marvelous moment, and and I I think it really buoyed the Australian. Uh, athletics team because it, it was a medal that no one really she was always in medal contention but it wasn't like when you and I came discussed okay what about medal chance we spoke javelin we spoke high jump and then we threw in maybe you know Matt Denny in the discus and 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 we sort of left it at that we didn't we didn't get too carried away um uh and we didn't really even discuss really Nina Kennedy we thought no. yeah maybe definitely she's in there she's in there for a bronze maybe but we weren't saying yep like we're saying with a high jump or the javelin mm-hmm. so um Australia is ahead of the Meditelli game, if you ask me, right? Well, I, we still got our best events to come. I gave the line at four and a half, so uh, I'm fairly confident. <laughs> did I, I go, what did I, I give it at? Did I say three? Or yeah, four? I think what you said I three. I, I tell you what, I'll, I'll say about this: we shouldn't be at all surprised that we've meddled in the pole vault and in the walk because we have such a and the, <laughs> know, the, right? the names you have mentioned are <laughs> uh, steeped in Australian athletics history, either at uh, Commonwealth Games, Gold uh, Olympic Games. World Championship events. We are continually, continually standing up in these events, the pole vault, men and women, and we've got a finalist in the men's as well when it comes to uh, Curtis. So we we are, uh, no, we shouldn't be one little bit surprised that our early medals have come in these type of events. She was outstanding. She was absolutely outstanding. And I think there's something we have spoken about, Steph, uh, in this particular, and Diamond League, not necessarily about this event, clearly, but about our middle distance athletes who have been going out and chasing it. They're not sitting on the back and is trying to come in over the top and running fifth or sixth. She 100% was hell-bent on winning a gold medal, not just trying to get a medal, going for gold, and it's led to a silver. And I think the mental change, I think, in the Australian philosophy is there for all of us to see in these type of events, and she proved it again, and she got her reward. I definitely, I just think we need, I mean, it's... it's it's. I think in the technical events cam, we've always been able to do very, very well mm-hmm. um, it, from a strand standard and point of view because uh, um, genetics doesn't play such a huge, huge, huge part uh, in the event. Um, when you when you're looking at the track events, you're looking at the pure distance and sprint events. Um, you, you can't help but have genetics. You, have, you know, if you've got superior or great genetics. It, it puts you it puts you at the pointy end straight away, and then you have to sure. either work your way to try and compete or um uh, or, or or move to an event where it's more technical. So um 
he, what Australia is doing in these events is correct, and historically you're quite you're quite right. We've always been we've always been very good, you know. Um, I was really I was really sad for, and I shouldn't say this, but I I was really sad for Matt Denny. Um, and oh. fourth again, and uh, it broke my heart, man. I I mean, if there's anyone in the Australian team that deserves a medal, um, it's Matt Denny. Um, yes, he he walked away with a Australian record. Um, which which I know he'll be happy and and you know at, at very least he deserves that too. Yeah. Um. And it's great that he's wrote himself in history books in, in Australian uh, track and field history. Um. But it was just it, it was it was a marvelous discus final and um and you and, and you know you saw the Swede you know on last throw take the win um and and it's it's just I just really felt for Matt. Put it that way, Cam. I, I really felt he deserved. So, um, to at least get a bronze, it, man. But sport, this sport can be cruel, Cameron. It can, it can be. be cruel. Mixed emotions. Pretty frustrated. Um, it was about basically a repeat of uh, Tokyo 2021 for me. So, um, yeah, I'm happy with a PB and a, and a national record. But again, like, yeah, my, my aim was here, here to come and win and, and win a major championships. But didn't work out for me today. Ended up in fourth. So it was, uh, yeah, mixed emotions competition for me, I guess. After the competition, because obviously everyone knew I got fourth at Tokyo um, by so little. And then a Lechner came up to me and he said, dude, I'm so sorry. Like, I was like, what are you th- oh, jeez, you threw, you threw well, you threw a PB. Oh, you threw well and you beat me. Like, there's nothing to be sorry about. I should have done better. So, um, yeah, you know, even though we're all fierce competitors, there's still, you know, that friendship and congratulations on competing. So, yeah, it was good. Now, there's two ways to look at this. I think if you keep knocking on the door sooner rather than later, you get on the podium, and mate, I. He's I, knocked on. I know. He's knocked on the door. I know. Mate, I want this time capsule. I want this time capsuled for Paris, the Olympic Games, right? But what I'll say about this particular competition is, and this is something I feel about a lot of athletes, Jay Steezy, a lot of athletes. Middle of the night here, you're a little sleepy, you're sensitive, and Matt Denny's a perfect example. I was flat. I was flat because he deserved a medal. He finishes fourth, 100%. Australian record, right? But this is what makes it hard. These like Matt Denny, no doubt this, but also not just he would have been disappointed, but the way that they celebrate the achievements of how well by being fourth in the world that they are is something that I, I think, geez, like. Like it, it's 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 something to be so unbelievably proud of the way that Matt Denny holds himself in the public eye when I am shattered sitting on the couch and he's right there and he deserves <laughs> a medal he he will get a medal but I sometimes I think it was about four in the morning I was like ah I was laying on the couch going ah oh, and then Matt yeah, Denny's like was, on top of the world one stage is, he'll get it one JT. stage is sitting there Cam, one stage you just sit in second place, and it was a decent throw, and I'm yeah. like, I'm like, oh man, it's, it's my boy's time. It's his time, it and and to watch it unravel, I just, I literally, I literally, it was almost as bad as the 400 men semifinals. Bang, Newkirk scrapes into the yeah. final third. Stephen Garner, the favorite, hurts himself off the bend. I, I was like, what am I watching here? You know, like it's just, it's um, like I said, this sport. Is a beautiful sport. It is. You know, I I said this to a friend of mine. Um, you know, 
even I forget. I'm a purist and I love track and field. Even I forget how great the sport is until I'll get to a major championship. Something as straight as all that when we all sat, were stuck at home through COVID mm-hmm. and we were watching the Tokyo Olympics and we got to really see track and field in its glory. We got to see track and field in its glory in Birmingham. And I really, I really hope between world athletics and all the federations around the world, find a way to commercialize the sport better and find a way to put it in the forefront of the sporting market because it's just a beautiful, beautiful sport. I'll tell you what, you're talking about the situation around uh, Matt Denny and then, of course, with the interesting... Because we've, we've got the Q room here that we've seen a fair bit of. Of course, that was bought in. So we, we do see on the on the back of track events, a lot of people oh, go sit in what seems hor- like... Uh, that, that is horrible. That is, honestly... That is, <laughs> you know what it does? Way. It does look comfy. Is... It does look comfy, though. <laughs> it does. Yeah, but it's just... It's just... It's, it's, I've seen the most awkward moments, you know, on that thing. Like, it just... I don't know. I mean, I get what they're trying to do, and, and you know, if you don't try, yeah, you, you can't make change. That so is, that is. I'm true. all about it, but 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 someone's getting fired. You know, what I mean? like someone else. I don't know. I don't, know. He's getting the, I don't think he can get fired. He's getting the tap on the shoulder. I, I don't think he can get fired for actually thinking of an idea that you thought could help the athletes. Although in those, no, sometimes there's milliseconds or centimeters in this situation, and it's tough. Now, just on that, I'll tell you what. How did you feel watching the javelin with Kelsey Lee Barber, who, of course, has been there, done that when it comes to gold medal at major championships? And she just looked. Now, of course, uh, Catherine Mitchell, Mackenzie Little, they're sort of they're in. And then Kelsey Lee Barber, who I still have unbelievable, unbelievable faith that some point in his final she'll just go bang and will be celebrating another medal for it. But her having to sit there and wait and wait and wait was excruciating. <laughs> excruciating. Now, in the end... It ended up on the right side of the ledger, and we've got the three girls into the final. Yeah. Again, another event that we've had a great deal yeah. of success in in recent times. But tell you what, yeah. that, that is the beauty of track and field all rolled into the pain. Yeah. Pleasure and pain, pain and pleasure. Yes. doesn't matter which way it goes, Jay Steezy. But whew, I thought she was in some trouble. I thought she was in some trouble. No, She's I, there. You were confident? I'd like to focus on the... I like to focus on Mackenzie Little first and foremost. Okay. I mean, she she just she looked rock solid out there. Um, when she had to pull out the throw she needed, she did. Uh, she looked. Fo- I love the way she looks. And very last year at World Championships, I think um, uh, she had the talent, but I don't think she had the self belief. I think I think she is very very hungry, man. I think she's got the um, the bit between her teeth, and um, it's going to be an interesting final. She she just has to believe in herself, go out there and do it. She has the ability to win this thing, can yeah, I Definitely agree. Has the ability to and win she this should thing. she um, should believe she can win this thing. And I think, and I, I really, when when I watch the body language of her, I think she she believes so too. Um, I think everyone's worst nightmare came true when when they when when they saw Kelsey made it into the final. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> because I think all, all those girls are like, oh, because if there's anybody that can throw out a big throw in the final and get get a get a s h i t together, yeah, um, it's Kelsey. Uh, and and she and she showed that last year world champs she uh, as well. Um, so I think I think a lot a lot of the girls in that final were hoping that she would not make the no, final absolutely um, to give themselves even more of a chance. So um, uh, like I said, it's going to be a red hot final. We've got, our, we've got our three girls in there. Um, look, God willing, we can pull out another medal. Um, it's just fantastic for our sport. It's great what Andrew Fakeney and the team, the high performance team, are doing. Athletes Australia. Um, I had a really good chat to him. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm really am proud of Andrew and the team. Um, they, I mean, they're riding the wave as well, and and it's just great for our future in track and field.
The Chemist Warehouse, Jay Steezy in the house, Cam Luke, smack bang in the middle of the world championships. We do it all thanks to Chemist Warehouse and try the new fragrance, DC 10 Sport, 100ml by Dan Carter. It's exclusive to Chemist Warehouse for just forty nine ninety nine. We're going to get to a break. 1,500 men's and women's on the other side of this. Try the new fragrance, DC 10 Sport 100ml by Dan Carter. Exclusive to Chemist Warehouse for just $49.99. This is the House of Aths. It most certainly is. John Stephenson, Cam Luke, working our way through it all. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. 1,500 metres. Let's start with the women's because Jess Hull finishes seventh again. She was uh, she was decent in, in, in what has been a very good, a very good season for the Australians. She was the only one to make the final, which surprised me a little bit, but it's a very hot, very hot event as it stands. But uh, we'll start with Jess Hull, of course. Uh, no stranger to this particular show. And she's right there. She's right in the mix with the best women in the world in one of the most competitive events you have in world athletics. Jess Hull, Abby Caldwell, and, um, and young uh, Lyndon Hall uh, all competed in the 1500 meters yet the world championships. And I was, I was lucky enough to watch the heats and watch their semis and, um, uh, Cam, you know, I mean, I'll, they'll probably never speak to me ever again for saying this, but I think, I think the, when you're in such blue ribbon events, getting your taper and getting your peak right is so important. Um, and it, it just kind of seemed like maybe some of their best racing was done before the championships. Um, uh, I think Jess did very well to finish seven. I, I, if you, I reckon if you really sat in a quiet room and then asked her, how do you feel about the race? I, don't, I reckon she'd say it wasn't my best race. Um, and and it, she could have run a lot stronger and a lot better. Um, I could be completely wrong in mm-hmm. saying this, but it's, it's just, um, I think Jess is better than seventh. You know, put it that way. I think she's super talented, a massive fan of her work. So, um, but again, she's a 1500s, a blue ribbon event with the best, you know, so call it milers. It used to be the mile at 1600 meters, yep. but let's call it best milers um, in the world you know, with the current world record holder in, in the field. Um, so to, to get seventh is a fantastic result. Do not get me wrong. Um, but we all take, we all do this sport to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's not hide upon that fact. Let's not, let's not try and be nice here and, and make this all, you know, fairy floss and roses. Everyone that steps out on that track wants to win, and that's what your mindset should be. Um, so um, it was great to see Jess in the final. I remember talking to her on our show, and she said, "Look, I just want to keep improving." Yeah, you know, I, I was tenth, and I was this, and I wanted to, you know, as I can creep up to eventually getting a medal. I think it puts you in a good position um, for Olympics because you learn from all these races. You know, I think I talked in the show with you my first World Championships in 05, I came last in the in the in the four hundred final, and it really, it really, I learned a lot more out of getting last in how to sort of win a championship right so and then i went on eight months later to win commonwealth so um yeah it was it was um yeah bittersweet for me watching watching jess run but um but all in all i think she'd be you know happy to make another final uh, well. look she spoke about the fact that uh probably expressed a little bit of disappointment with her being seventh in the world still even though she feels she has come along as an athlete this season so i think it was a really well spoken way to look at it the fact is that she has ran probably her best season overall outside of a major championship where she's still on the same level keel. So there would be maybe a slight bit of disappointment. I will ask you about how hard it is, though. You're trying to make ends meet, which you touched on earlier, and Diamond League is really important to be able to continually 
make money or put into the back pocket. So when you are in an event as competitive as the women's 1500 meters, and we have touched on this a lot. In fact, almost every single show since we started, we have spoken about this particular event. How hard is it to work your tapering, work your preparation, work everything and aim towards a major championship when it feels like in an event like this, it's so competitive. The diamond league, the Diamond League events are very, very important as well, Jay Steezy. So it's kind of hard at different times to be able to find that right balance. Is there is there something in that? Yeah, well, it's hard. It's 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 a it's almost a catch twenty two. Can mm. do I, you know, um, make money yep. to support myself in the sport? Yes. Or do I back myself and go all in, not make money, and and, and hope that I win world championships because mm. then I will make money, you know, or, or I'll be I'll be a lot more secure. So um, this is. I know this was a dance my, my coach and I did, John Smith out in America, and all, all the guys in our training group uh, and girls have to make that decision every year. And and, and that's why you see athletes like, um, you know, like your Noah Lyles, like your Sydney McLaughlin's um, run one or two meets a year and then they wait to world championship because they put all their eggs into, they use those races mm. really just for race modeling and just to to get a little bit race sharp. But they, because financially, I mean, some of their contracts are one to two million dollars a year with with a shoe company. So financially, they don't need to chase that dollar. Uh, so they can take that uh, and and pick and choose their races. Where for many many athletes, they can't do this. So um, uh, I, I, it does it does make it extremely hard. And at some point in your career, you got to make that choice um, on on what you do. Well, uh, I, I whether would... you back yourself in. Just, or just, whether you chase the dollar. Just on that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I would say that's all Australian athletes, right? Like, no Australian athlete can do that. Like, like you speak about oh. Lyles and McLaughlin. Right now, do, do you think there's an Australian athlete that financially can afford to just have one or two races in the in the season and race model and then put all their eggs mm-hmm. in the basket that includes a world championship or an Olympic Games? I don't think there's any track. Uh, and when I say track, I mm-hmm. mean uh, on the track on running, the track, yes. uh, whether sprinting or yep. or distance running athletes that I believe uh, have the finance security long term to be able to do that. Yep. Um, I think there's, I think it'll be a handful that have it short term, mm-hmm. um, and I, and I think there might be one or two maybe in the field of events that probably could make that choice and do make that choice currently. Um, and my, and I, again, I could be off by two or three people, so. You know, don't do not get offended here. Um, but you're 100 correct, and and this is where this. Do not look at what I'm saying as a negative. Look at it as no. a positive. So when we do Absolutely. see, when we do see a Kathy Freeman, when we do see um, a Stu McSwain, or when we do see a Craig Mottram, when we do someone see someone win an international medal in a blue ribbon event or a or an event where it's uh, a, a, a track event or or a non technical event. It's 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 like a unicorn, mm-hmm. you know. They should be celebrated. I think we've lost touch of that we 30, 40 years we understood that um, because the whole world competes in track and field. It doesn't take much, Cam, to to compete in track and field. In some running events, you just need an open field, and if you run hard enough and good enough, you got talent, and you're fast enough, you can find yourself running at world champs. <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't. Yeah. There's not much barriers to entry, so um. It's uh, it's it, and and that's what makes our sport beautiful too, you know, because you see all different countries. Um, I saw Yankel in the two hundred meters make the semi final yesterday from Singapore. I mean, 
how cool is that? You know, so um, that's the beauty of our sport. And uh, and and again, it's it's more when you see your Joseph Dengs uh, make it through yeah. to a semi-final. You see, man, and you understand what it means to not only him um, from a vocational point of view with his love to the sport, but what he can do for him financially as well. Because eight hundred man is such a tough event. Peter Ball racing for gold in in Tokyo. Uh, wow, you know, they get Jess Hull getting seventh. Yeah, you're right, Cam. There's only six people in mm. the world better than it yeah. in the whole world mm. over a mile. Uh, one mile. Yeah, you know, like 1,500 meters. You know, like it, 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 that's a distance we all can understand. You know, like, you know, and so it's, it's um you're, you're quite correct. And um and I think, you know, this is a great, I say it every week. It's the beauty of having this medium of uh, of um, a house of athletics by Chemist Warehouse because it allows us to explain this to the sports fans and um and the athletics purists out there. And always, as always, we're running out of time. So we're going to have to get to a break. For Chemist Warehouse, you try the new fragrance, DC10 Sport, 100 mil by Dan Carter. It's exclusive to Chemist Warehouse for just $49.99. A quick break. House of Ass, plenty more next. Try the new fragrance, DC10 Sport 100ml by Dan Carter. Exclusive to Chemist Warehouse for just $49.99. This is the House of Aths. John Stephenson, Cam Luke, almost time for us to get out of here. There's a lot going on, of course. we got uh, men's 5K heats tonight. Stuart McSwain, he's back up into a Morgan McDonald as well. You spoke about uh, Joseph Deng. That's uh, the semi for the 800, not far off if you are listening to us live across the SCN network. But I just want to quickly say, before we get out of here, we're running out of time. It's what happens because there's so much happening. What has been your highlight? Your highlight across the whole championship so far, Jay Steezy? Oh, man, that's a really big... I mean, the men's discus final was sensational. Nina yep. Kennedy winning a gold medal was unbelievable. But again, yes, I, yes, I am uh, biased. Uh, I think the women's 100-meter dash, Shakari Richardson, out of lane eight, uh, that shocked me. She barely scraped into the final. Yep. Um, we've been talking about her. Uh, we, 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 I didn't think she could do it. Mm. I was thinking Sharika Jackson, see how beautiful Shelly Ann Fraser-Price, really she is. She is, is, I think I'm almost putting her as the greatest sprinter of all time. Um, male and female. Yeah, uh, she is just absolutely a cold piece of work. Um, so I, I'd say the women's hundred meter final um, was stacked. It lived up to what that race mm-hmm. was. Uh, I mean, ten six she ran. It's I fast. mean, wow, ten sixty five. Uh, he's lightning fast, man. I mean, they're getting closer to Flo Joe's record. Um, fantastic. That would be my highlight. There you go. Beautifully done. If you got a highlight straight up, get us off the text zero four double three. 98, 11, 16. We, we've got to get out of here. We've just jam-packed. It is so much going on. We've still got a lot to get into. Man, there's so much. We, we, didn't, we, didn't, talk, we didn't even talk about Inga, Inga Brixen nah, losing like, the 1500 I, I to know, Josh Chris. There's so much, Cam. I know, but this is what we'll do next week. We'll wrap it all up. Medals still to have, hopefully, be received and taken and won by the Australians over the next couple of days. But it all thanks to Kemmer's Warehouse. You want to give yourself what? What, I, what do they call you over there? Lestef. Is that what you're saying? Lestef. 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 Hey, Lestef. We'll talk next week, my man. Lestef. All right, my brother. <laughs> Till then. <laughs>